when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Orlando Magic on throwback night uh, by a score of 104 to 95. You know, this was a good test early in the season because the Magic are a solid team. Um, now, I don't think they're so solid that they're better than the Raptors, as some people predicted heading into the season. Well, actually, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, uh, guys like Damon Jones had the Magic better than the Raptors, even in last year's playoffs. And uh, we saw how that turned out with the Raptors. Losing game one, obviously, in frustrating fashion, but then proceeding to sweep the game. But the Magic are a tough team. They play together. They play uh, good defensively. I think they're the only team in the NBA to have their entire starting five return from last season. They have a lot of continuity as well. And... Um, yeah, you know, in order to take a result off the Magic, you really have to win it. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Magic made it tough. Early in the game, the Raptors were cruising. Uh, they were playing very, very sweet, team-oriented basketball. Everyone was getting into the mix. Gasol was, you know, sunning Nick Vucevic as always. Which, by the way, Nick Vucevic, man, five points on one of 13 shooting? Really? Did you not learn anything from the playoffs? Like, um, Marcus Law really just has two sons, and Nick Vucevic and uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, Vucevic was pretty bad tonight. But Gasol was getting into the action. Kyle was getting into the action. Fred was hitting some shots. OG, you know, making his plays. Been really solid throughout it. I, I loved his performance tonight, night. And Pascal as well. Um, especially early in the game, he was just cooking. Like, he got to 10 points just like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this this guy is really, really, really diversified his skill set. And uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, the Magic, they're a good team. They stuck around. Their defense really kept them in it. Um, second quarter, it really felt like um, the Raptors bench units couldn't really sustain the offense um which i guess is somewhat predictable considering the fact that you know nick nurse did extend the rotation i mean you know hey uh you want to see you want to see nick extend the rotation he did tonight he gave chris boucher four minutes as a power forward um you know in the start of the second quarter there he gave pat mccaw 17 minutes off the bench after mccaw finally returned from his uh knee injury and yeah you know 
because of that, the Raptors' offense stalled. Now, part of that was also because Norm Powell was just really, really bad offensively. And just overall in the season, Norm has not had uh, the breakout year that Norm um, fans sort of thought he would have. Uh, obviously, Norm had a pretty good preseason, but so far in the regular season, Norm Powell has been subpar in all four games. And today was probably his worst, four points on one and seven shooting. And so the the Magic got back into the game a little bit, but the Raptors, you know, consistently stayed ahead, kept them at a safe distance in terms of, you know, usually leading by about 8 to 12 points throughout the game. And then into the fourth quarter, Steve Clifford, the coach of the Magic, got a little bit, um, well, not even desperate, really. He just, got, he just did the right thing, which was, I want to get the win tonight, and in order to do that, I need to bench Vucevic, who, like I mentioned earlier, 1 of 13 shooting from the field. Marcus Gasol was just sunning him, uh, as he did in the uh, Magic series. So, okay, so you bench Vucevic, who, by the way, the Magic signed for $100 million this offseason. A little bit awkward to bench your only all-star, but whatever. You know what? If you're going to bench your all-star, then you better make a good move. And the good move was that Clifford went to Jonathan Isaac at center, and it really did work pretty well. It wasn't necessarily all Isaac's doing, um, but he was a big part of it. I mean, he hit a three. Uh, he blocked Pascal at the basket. He blocked Mark at the basket. Um, and Isaac was really, really, really good tonight. Uh, a lot of people had uh, have Isaac pegged as a uh, most improved candidate, and tonight he looked very, very much like that guy. And with Isaac at the five, it really just for a first off, it stretched out the the Magic's offense, so there was always five guys on the perimeter who could uh, be a threat to do something. Well, I mean, maybe four and a half. I mean, depending on what you really think of Fultz this year, sort of, you know, definitely having a better season uh, as compared to his first two, but also I'm still not sure he can really shoot. Saw him shooting uh, in warm-ups and stuff like that. Maybe hit like 20% from the field. Like, you know, part of the issue with Fultz is that his his knees are touching when he jumps to shoot, and it just doesn't look uh, like he has a very solid base for shooting. But regardless, so they had stretched the floor out at least with a lot of perimeter players. And uh, it kind of stopped the Raptors in their tracks offensively. Like, part of that was, you know, Fevin Lee had some great looks. He didn't go down. Kyle had some great looks. He didn't go down. Pascal, you know, uh, worked his way into a turnover. Um, yeah, you know, it, it happens. But the Raptors did go cold, and uh, the Magic, at least the adjustment, was pretty good. Like, they went on a 13 nothing run. It turned uh, a 10-point advantage for the Raptors into uh, a lead for the Magic. And... You know, from there, it looked like, wow, this is going to be a really frustrating game for the Raptors. Like, they can't believe they lost this. But when they needed it most, Kyle Lowry on throwback night gave us a throwback performance. Um, You know, I think whether it was Kyle who figured out the solution or whether it was Nick who figured out the solution, the Raptors picked the Magic apart on four straight possessions by running the exact same play. Kyle Lowry pick and roll with Pascal Siakam. And um, it was the same play every single time. Pascal had Isaac guarding him, and Kyle had Fournier guarding him, which is a little surprising, but I guess Orlando's defenders in the backcourt are Fournier or DJ Augustine, and I guess Fournier's uh, technically better because he's a little bit bigger, but definitely not a plus defender. But regardless, Kyle and Pascal working this pick and roll, it worked four straight possessions on the first time. Um, Pascal set a good screen. Isaac dropped back into the paint to sort of prevent Pascal from scoring. Uh, Fournier was caught on the screen, and Kyle Lowry was able to step into a wide-open triple. He splashes that. Next time down, uh, Isaac, same play. Um, Kyle Lowry coming out the high screen from Pascal, going towards his left. Uh, Isaac steps up a little bit. Kyle Lowry uses the opportunity to dart inside and gets fouled on the drive. He makes two free throws. And the next time down, Isaac is able to contain Kyle Lowry a little bit better in terms of limiting the penetration. 
but uh, you know, Kyle then draws basically two defenders with um, Fournier chasing from behind and Isaac sort of cutting off the basket. Kyle slips a pocket pass to Pascal Siakam in the mid-range, basically the same play that Kyle and uh, Serge Ibaka run like 10 times a game. And Pascal, like Serge, was money from the mid-range. He switches that. And the next time down, Kyle comes off the high screen. Fournier really tries to stay attached. And he gets his arm tangled up in Kyle Lowry's shot. And Kyle's able to draw three free throws and hit all three. And basically, from that sequence where the Raptors scored four straight times on the exact same pick-and-roll play, Kyle Lowry cut him off the high screen, moving left. Um, they were able to pull away. And that was enough crunch time offense for them to go. And, you know, the crunch time offense is sort of an issue that um, is sort of an open question here. Sorry, the, the lights here are a little bit strange in the in the, in the the media box. Um yeah, I mean, you know, the crunch time offense is a bit of an issue because obviously last season the obvious answer was you give the ball to Kawhi and you let him cook. Or even in certain occasions you give the ball to Danny Green and he's the game winner for you like he did against the Magic. But this year, obviously those guys are gone, and so it's a real question as to who's going to create offense. And Pascal, even though he can generate his own shot, he's not necessarily the easiest guy to create offense for, especially since most of his offense is back to the basket. And so... um you know, it's definitely been a question of mine. I think it's an open question sort of throughout the season for Nick Nurse to see who's going to take the last shot, who's going to create some of this stuff. And I thought today they stumbled on the right option. And I think most nights that will be the right option. Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, your two most lethal offensive players combining on the same play. That just makes the most sense. And especially on tonight, Isaac is a really, really good individual defender. Like Pascal got him a couple times in terms of in the post move, but Isaac also got Pascal a couple times as well. So, uh, you know, the idea to sort of take him away from his strength, which is guarding in isolation, and making him guard in the pick and roll setting, which Isaac can still do, but he's not as good as a team defender as he is an individual defender. And I think the Raptors, you know, were very smart to do that. And, you know, for the most part, though, uh, you got to really just credit Kyle Lowry, who has been excellent to start the season. He already has three 20-point performances out of uh, four games to start the year. He already has two games with double-digit free-throw attempts. In game one against the Pelicans, I think he had 11 free-throw makes on 13 attempts, and today he shot 9 of 10. And if you look at last season, Kyle didn't have a single game, in the regular season at least, with 10 free throws or double-digit free throws. Like, not a single game. So Kyle already has done that twice to start this year. And it's pretty clear that, well, A, Kyle has um, rounded into shape in time for the start of the season. Obviously, there's a lot of concern in preseason. If you go back to listen to those podcasts where I was wondering, well, Kyle is not healthy and Kyle is sort of, he by his own admission, was a month behind in his conditioning. And, you know, there was sort of that uh, potential contract dispute with uh, Kyle trying to hammer out that extension and, and the, the report from Michael Grange, which he talked about on this podcast. Uh, it, it was a bit of a concern, but Kyle has been like phenomenal to start the year, and he has really picked up a lot of the offensive load um, that Kawhi left behind. Um, you know, Obviously, it's, it's not realistic to expect Kyle to you know, basically go back to being a 20, 22-point-per-game scorer as he was like two or three years ago. Um, you know, I, I really don't think that sort of over the course of the regular season, at least Kyle can be this consistently um, efficient at sort of volume scoring, but he has consistently found ways to sort of get it done for the Raptors, and um, you know, you just got to tip your hat to him, man. He is a gift, and he keeps on giving, and the way he came through in the clutch tonight 
you know, was just phenomenal. I also thought Pascal was really good in terms of, like I said earlier, him diversifying his skill set. Like part of why he was able to con- – well, part of the beauty of Pascal's game really is that he has uh, multiple levels, so he can serve multiple roles. Like basically the first three games, Pascal was a number one option. No doubt about it. The Raptors ran a ton of isolation plays for him, pick and roll plays for him, you know, get him on the block, things like this, like feature Pascal on the offense. And today, because his individual matchup wasn't that great, like he wasn't just going to be able to roast Isaac, who is, um, you know, a, a very, very, very good defender. Um, you know, Pascal was able to sort of be more of a number two uh, behind Kyle. And that's, again, that's the beauty of Pascal's game because, A, he's unselfish enough to allow that to happen. And, B, like, that's the role he played last year. Like, this is basically what he did in the playoffs against the Magic. 24 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 of 16 shooting, hits a 3, knocks down all his free throws. By the way, his free throw shooting, he's only missed one free throw all season. That's that's amazing. And, that again, it goes to show sort of the improvement in Pascal's game because free throws, you know, even as we saw in the playoffs, not necessarily the uh you know a sure thing for Pascal not that he's a bad free throw shooter by any means but you know he's not necessarily uh what he's basically shooting 90% right now so you know uh that's been nice to see but um yeah there's just multitudes in Pascal's game and and I mean that in terms of the sense that like you know he can score in transition he can score on catch and shoot in terms of the three his mid-range shot looks a lot better this year uh, his, his whole face-up game has looked a lot better this year. He hasn't really hit that many corner threes, but he's not in the corner as much this year. But when he's above the break, he's still able to hit the three. He's still able to hit the mid-range shot. That's really nice to see. And, of course, he's still got all the stuff in the post. Like, you know, he got Isaac on the spin move. He got Isaac in the fourth quarter as well on an and one where he slipped past Isaac and muscled past him as well. So there's just a lot of levels to Pascal's game, and he continues to deliver. Even on a night where he didn't, again, he, this is, he only had 16 field goal attempts tonight. Sorry about the banging in the background. They're uh, disassembling the, the arena so that they can have the Leafs come back into it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pascal has just been really, really good in his, in his uh, transition this season, and, and he continues to be excellent. Another guy that continues to be excellent is OG Ananobi, who uh, had 12 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks in 38 minutes tonight. He has been stellar. He has been uh, legitimately eye-opening as a starter this year. I think a lot of people forgot about OG last season because he was lost in the shuffle. You got Kawhi, you got Danny coming in. Um, you know, you're just going to have to take a seat, sorry. But with them gone, OG has really stepped up and sort of replaced the offense at least that Danny Green used to give the Raptors, right? Like, you know, you look at it tonight, 5'11 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep, 12 points in 38 minutes with incredible defense. That's basically what Danny Green did. And I would say that defensively, OG's actually better than Danny Green because OG's bigger, he's more active, um, he's more physical, and... Even though I think Danny has a little bit better in terms of his positioning, OG is able to make spectacular plays. Like, uh, you know, he's he's got longer arms to reach for steals. He's uh, obviously made a couple of uh, plays at the rim this year. It seems like um, block shots is sort of a improvement for OG this year. And again, the five steals is just really impressive. Like, he had two really, really good plays in the fourth quarter. Well, actually three. One, he stripped. He picked off a pass from DJ Augustine, and he took it the other way. He tried to go for a reverse dunk, and he got blocked. Uh, that was a little bit silly of him. He could have had uh, better awareness there. He could have just gone in for a simple layup and not gotten blocked. But I think he thought he was all alone in the fast break and wanted to do something fancy. Uh, but he made up for it, obviously. Um, a couple plays later, when you know, Al Farouk Aminu was trying to dribble against OG, and OG just picked his pocket clean and drove it the other way for a two-handed dunk uh, with a couple of guys draped on him, too. That was a pretty impressive finish. And then... Late in the in late in the game, when the Raptors had taken the lead, the Magic had uh, 
you know, had a semi sort of transition off a, a missed shot. And OG hustled all the way back to protect the basket against one of their wings and then sort of scrambled out to the perimeter to deny a three-pointer. And ultimately, the Magic missed that shot. And it was a really, really big stop for OG, who uh, I just I continue to be really impressed by him. I think he's Raptors' best defender right now. And I don't even think that it's that close because I think Pascal has sort of shifted his offense, shifted his focus you know, more towards offense. Uh, Mark is obviously a little bit slow to start the year, although today he was fantastic. You know, Kyle and Fred do what they can. They're pretty good defenders for their size, but ultimately, you know, what are we really doing? They're six-foot guys. Um, yeah, I think OG has really held it down. And, you know, the Raptors have been good as a defensive club, sort of as a team. I think in three straight games now, they've hauled the opponent to less than 40% shooting, which is very, very good. Today, the Magic shot 38% from the field. Um, so that's great, but um, you still need that individual stopper, and I think OG was that stopper tonight. I mean, his primary assignment was guarding Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon did not have a good game. He's not had a good start this season. He's kind of hurting my fantasy team at the moment because I really believed in him. But, yeah, Aaron Gordon tonight, one to six from the field, two points. OG, you know, doing the damn thing. So those three guys were really good. Mark, you know, I think as a matchup, uh, we know that he's really good against Vucevic. Like, Vucevic averaged like 11 points per game in the playoffs against Marcus All, and he shot like 30% from the field. So we know what Mark can do defensively. When he gets the right matchup against a post-up guy, that guy's dead, and he just straight up suns Nick Vucevic. It's, it's, it's actually... I thought Mark honestly cost Vucevic like $10 million in just his contract negotiations because of how bad he made him look in the playoffs. And, you know, but actually I kind of liked what uh, what Mark delivered on the offensive end in terms of his 10 points on 4 of 7 shooting, 2 of 3 from deep. This is pretty much what he did in the playoffs. Like he didn't – he wasn't obviously a, a high score by any means, but at the same time um, Mark was able to sort of score. I mean he's a – talented player he can shoot the ball he can get inside um obviously the post-up game isn't as good for him nowadays he goes to that turnaround shot way too often and it it never goes in really um but today you know he hit two threes he hit a mid-range shot you know he hit a uh sort of sweeping hook shot which it always perplexes me why doesn't mark shoot the hook shot more often like because there was like a play um against the celtics the other day where mark decided to he was like two feet from the basket and he decided to shoot a fadeaway and i've never seen anything like that and even today like there was a moment where mark had um basically he could have just rolled straight to the rim if he took one more step gone in for the layup and made it easy uncontested layup it was an open lane but instead he decided to go for a push shot and he missed it sometimes i wish he finished a little bit stronger i'm not even saying dunk it but just go for the layups or hook shots but nevertheless i don't think this is out of the question for mark even though he's limited we know he's tired from a very busy offseason uh, he could still give you 10 points efficiently, and that's kind of what they need him to do. So I liked what the, what Mark gave the Raptors today. Fred had a really tough night in terms of just a lot of open shots weren't dropping, and I think uh, the length of the Magic really does affect Fred. We saw it in the uh, in the playoffs as well. Fred was not good in the Magic series. However, he did have an incredible, incredible crossover Markel Fultz where he dropped, completely dropped Fultz before swishing the three. I think this was in the third quarter. And also Fred had a pretty clutch uh, swipe um, in the fourth quarter, also against Fultz, where the, you know Fultz was racing down the floor trying to get a transition bucket, and uh, Fred stripped him. Now, Fred, you know, he could have played a little bit better. I think he, had, he missed a box out on um, Fultz late in the game that, that allowed Fultz to come in for a pretty spectacular putback dunk. I'm, I'm really happy for Fultz on a personal level. Like, you, you don't want to see a guy's career, uh, especially someone somewhat promising, sort of sideline that quickly with what was essentially the yips um you know i think fultz is really coming on strong and i think orlando's a good place for him he can just develop but in any case you know uh, fred 
it wasn't his best game. He only shot 3 of 14 from the field, but still found a way to contribute 14 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals in 39 minutes, was able to close the game. Was still ultimately a positive contributor, even on a night where uh, shots that he would normally hit didn't fall. Um, I thought Serge was good off the bench in terms of his rebounding. Uh, he gave the Raptors uh, 10 rebounds off the bench in 22 minutes. That was solid. Missing a couple of shots, but, you know, it is what it is. Pat McCaw got his way into the rotation. I love the way McCaw played, man. I mean, this is the thing. I don't want to sound like Nick Nurse, but, like, McCaw does a lot of things that are very high IQ. Um, you know, uh, yes, he's not going sco- to score. He just kind of refuses to. Like, today, 17 minutes. One or two from the free, uh, one from the field, and one or two from the free throw line for three total points in 17 minutes. That's not ideal, but he does give you good uh, energy defensively. I thought he did a great job covering Terrence Ross, who shot four of 11 from the field. Um, you know, one of eight from the three point line. Didn't get any good looks. Flopped his way into three free throws as he normally does. Terrence Ross is really good at that James Harden foul nowadays. But uh, aside from that, I mean, Terrence got. A couple of shots, but those are really tough, like in the lane, floating, going towards the basket, you know, mid-range shot or layups or, or sort of little push shots. Those are shots that the Raptors' defense will live with. But ultimately, in terms of executing the game plan, I think McCaw did a really good job stopping uh, Ross um, off the bench. And Ross is really the, the bulk of Orlando's offense off the bench. So I think McCaw actually did a pretty good job. And while I don't really agree with Terrence Davis basically being relegated to um, 10th man, because McCaw sort of took over as sort of that eighth option, and then Chris Boucher actually got some spot minutes as a uh, backup four, as a nine, uh, ninth man. Like, you know, it's sort of a situation where if you need defense and you're in the lead, you need some defense. I think McCaw's a little bit better than Terrence at that right now for sure. Um, and then if you maybe if you need offense, you, you go with Terrence because Terrence is definitely more of an explosive scorer. But either way, McCaw sort of showed why Nick Nurse likes him. And even though he had very limited box score numbers, I thought. So just if in terms of just impact and effect, McCaw was deserving of his minutes. So um, overall, it was, a, it was a fun game. It was a good game, tough game. Again, the Magic are a really good and disciplined defensive club. Uh, but you know, the Raptors showed good poise, showed good problem solving skills uh, down the stretch with Kyle Lowry figuring out the play with Pascal Siakam in the pick and roll, and then you know they came through. And I and I liked a lot of things from their performance tonight. Like for example, the Raptors got their turnovers down to 16. That's still a little bit high, but it's manageable. Um, a couple of those are just like the NBA is calling a lot more travels and uh, offensive fouls this year, and so it feels like turnovers are up for everybody. But 16 is a pretty manageable number considering where the Raptors were before. The Raptors also battled back um, and, and sort of contributed on offense. Found other ways to score because they only shot 10 of. 39 from the three-point line which is 26 percent that's that's pretty shit but um the raptors overall were able to get to the free throw line 30 times and shot 28 from 30 from the free throw line that's great because on a night where you need a pretty much every single point against the magic um you know you, you need to make your free throws and they did that i also liked that the raptors kept the magic off of the offensive glass the magic only had eight Part of that is because Marcus Gasol did such a great job on Nick Vucevic, and Vucevic is the Magic's best offensive rebounder. But for the most part, the Magic are a pretty tall, big, uh, bulky team. Now, granted, they're not really a team that goes for a lot of offensive rebounds because Steve Clifford is uh, more of the side of let's get back in transition and protect um, or, or limit transition buckets instead of going for the offensive rebounds. But nevertheless, this is a very big team. They definitely have bigger size than the Raptors, a little bit more athletic and younger than the Raptors. And the Raptors did a great job defensively on the glass. Like, I thought... It was a real team effort. You know, OG giving you eight defensive rebounds. Pascal giving you eight. Mark giving you eight. Kyle giving you four. Kyle, by the way, 
some huge box outs as he normally does but i mean like he like moved nick vucevic entirely out of the way and kyle is like half of vucevic's size you know he did the same thing to mo bamba fred had a couple of uh big rebounds as well man what, what's wrong with the lights here um you know surge uh, nine defensive rebounds off the bench so I, I liked it i liked it obviously offensive rebounds has been sort of a weakness for the raptors but i, I think over the last two games the raptors have gotten it under control and hopefully it stays this way because again they're gonna have to really gang rebound and, and you know cut those turnovers but overall it's a good performance so in terms of your three stars number one obviously got to get to kyle lowry 26 points five rebounds six assists um you know the ten free throws is is amazing, and hopefully that continues to stay. I mean, Kyle was just really good, man. He before the halftime, like Kyle went to the basket and made two driving layups, one over Aaron Gordon, and another one where he was sort of drove past the basket and then flipped it over his head to beat the buzzer with some sick English out the glass. Kyle has been amazing, and he came through super clutch tonight. So Kyle gets the first star. Pascal number two star, twenty four points, nine rebounds, three assists, nine of sixteen shooting, one of four from the field. Only thing I'll say with Pascal is, I mean, he's got a bit of a turnover issue. Uh, I made a whole video about this on my YouTube page, so you can look for that. Search uh, just William Lou on YouTube, and you should be able to find my channel. And I talked about sort of Pascal's sort of struggles with double teams. He didn't really get double team tonight, so no such issues for him tonight. But the other issue with Pascal so far it's the fouls, man. Man, he's committed five or more fouls in three of his first four games. And he, as a leading man, he just can't do that. Like, some of it is ticky-tack fouls, but some of it is also he's forcing his offense a little bit, and that's leading to offensive fouls. And, you know, it's just – it's a worry. Uh, you, you just – as a leading guy, you cannot foul out. It's just – he needs to cut those down a little bit. And then your third start tonight is OJ Anobi, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks in 38 minutes. I love this shit from OG, man. He's playing really, really well. He's doing exactly what he needs to. Um in terms of what the Raptors need out of him. He's been their best defender. He's really grown into his role. And um, he's really picked up after sort of a sophomore year that was sort of a lost year for him. But as a rookie, this is what everybody believed OG could do after um, his very promising rookie season. He's sort of putting it all together right now. No, the offense is not always great, but he makes enough corner threes now to sort of keep the defense honest, just as he did as a rookie. Um, and when you watch him warm up and stuff, OG is actually pretty automatic from three. The form's pretty good. He's not like a great three-point shooter by any means. I'm not going to lie to you. But on open corner threes, he can be uh, a reliable option. Um, I also like that he's really picked his opportunities this year to sort of make good reads and use his decision-making. He's a pretty smart offensive player. He knows when to cut. Um, he knows what to do now when the ball swung to him. And he can sort of attack um, off the catch and keep the defender sort of off balance and either finish at the rim with a spin move like he did today, um, or he can sort of, you know, pass it off. He's got a pretty good passing game as well. So I love that. And, of course, I love the defense, man. Five steals and two blocks. That's uh, that's great to see. So in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award for the, Rap- or for the opposing player that sort of uh, played an amazing game against the Raptors, I would say that's Jonathan Isaac. 24 points tonight, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 7 of 10 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3. I still don't really believe in the 3-point shooting. He also is very much like Fultz where his knees are touching when he shoots a 3, but whatever. Uh, Isaac was definitely cashed tonight, and he did all that in 33 minutes, and and he got got to close the game over uh, Vucevic in the the final minutes. So he really has the trust of uh, Steve Clifford. Um and then, yeah, in the Pat Patterson Award, that's got to go to Nick Vucevic, baby. Five points on one of 13 shooting. God damn. I, <laughs> oh, just Mark, you know, Mark uh, Mark has that effect on people. Um, you know, especially Vucevic and, and Embiid. But, 
Yikes, that was a, it was a tough game for Nick Busevich. So that's it for the podcast. Thanks to everyone for uh, listening. Again, as a reminder, if you are one of those people that like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, um, you know, the Reaction Podcast is now on YouTube. It's actually drawn a pretty decent following so far. I hope that continues this way. Um, you know, I'm going to cut down on my video editing uh, mistakes because uh, so far there have been a couple that, you know, people have kind of caught or maybe they haven't caught, but still... The video product hopefully will improve over time. But uh, regardless, you can find the Reaction Podcast on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. So look for that. Hit subscribe on the uh, on the page so you can get you know uh, an alert for whenever the podcast goes up or you know whenever other content uh, that we post about the Raptors goes up on the YouTube page. So look out for that. And um, yeah, and also a huge thank you to everyone who. Um, made submissions and and wrote sort of reviews and 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 sort of rated the podcast in the raptors championship dvd uh giveaway um the winners the three winners i picked i've already contacted them so congratulations to those three and i'll be getting you the dvd slash blu-ray the championship dvd slash blu-ray to you guys if you haven't um received an email from me then that means you did not win but Nevertheless, I appreciate everyone's um, comments and messages of support. Honestly, it was if I had enough DVDs, I would give it to everybody that sent it in. Uh, I really, really appreciate the, the kind words from everybody. And, um, yeah. So, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to people for supporting the podcast. And the Raptors, they're 3-1. It's a good start to the season. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.